0: Well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Good Monday to you. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Glad that you've joined us on the program today. Coming up here in a matter of moments, our friend Selena Zito is going to be joining us. Talking about her latest column at the Washington Examiner. All about a uh, small town in Pennsylvania pushing back against the outrage culture where, you know, everything has to be a controversy, even if it's just, you know, one person complaining about something. I'm glad to see that this uh, pushback took place. Uh, Before we get to our uh, conversation with Selena, however, I do have a message for you to Ms. President Trump. You're not alone. I'm coming to you with a special offer that you do not want to miss. Now is your chance to enter to win one of six signed photos of President Trump, hand-signed by President Trump, and soon one could be hanging up in your home. When President Trump signed these photos, you want to make sure that all of his supporters had the chance to receive one. And now is your chance. All you have to do is text GUNS, that's G-U-N-S, to 55404 today. For your chance to win a beautiful photo of President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump, hand-signed by President Trump himself, and by texting GUNS to 55404 right now, you're going to get exclusive double-entry activation for a limited time. Again, text GUNS to 55404 to have your name entered twice to win a hand-signed Trump photo. You don't want to miss this contest in soon. Paid for by the National Republican Senatorial Committee. So let's now talk about uh, what's going on in uh, Pennsylvania. Cumberland County, where the uh, booster club of the uh, local high school, the Cedar Cliff Colts High School football team booster club decided that they wanted to raise some money for the football team. They were going to hold a raffle and it was going to be a gun raffle. They raise about $50,000 every year for this uh, high school sports program. And, uh, you know, in a town or a community that uh, supports the Second Amendment like Cumberland County, uh, Pennsylvania does, a gun raffle is a pretty good way to uh, raise some money. But there was one parent, apparently, uh, who complained about this, took it to the local paper, saying, quote, I cannot support something that is potentially putting guns in more homes of the teenagers I see, knowing these stats. So, did this town then uh, erupt into controversy? Was the raffle pulled? Well, here to talk about it and how the community handled the attempt to uh, make this a controversial topic. Zito. Her latest column uh, all about this at the Washington Examiner. Take a look and a listen. Selena, it's still good to talk with you, and uh, i got to say I love the latest column, by the way.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It was, honestly, it was incredibly uplifting to write that story because too many times uh, I'm writing stories about how a town or a person or a school or a church or community lost something because it became sort of this victim of the cultural curators, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the politics of the ascendant, which, by the way, doesn't have a majority in this country. However, it is controlled by, it, it has a loud voice in our, our cultural curators, meaning academia and corporations and the news media. So it it, it is very heartening to find a town or a community or a school that fights back quietly and with dignity and win.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's what it takes. It doesn't necessarily take, uh, particularly in a case like this, where you've got a single parent uh, objecting to this, you know, uh, uh, a gun-related raffle raising money for the, uh, the local high school booster club. It, it, you know, it, it doesn't take uh, a crowd of three or 400 people uh, standing up and shouting them down. You can simply quietly say, all right, well, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, duly noted. We're going to we're going to keep on with what we're doing. And that seems to be the case there in Cumberland County.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, as you know, if anybody's familiar with a booster program or booster club at a, at a high school, they are made up of their volunteer, uh parents, who's traditionally just parents, sometimes it's community leaders, who raise money for, and in this case, the football team. And they are the ones that make sure that they have safe equipment, that you know that their equipment is upgraded. And at Cedar Cliff, they are tasked um, every year to raise X amount of money. This year was fifty thousand dollars. Now, traditionally. They raise that money by, you know, selling gift cards and you get discounts at local restaurants or stores and are going around selling chocolate or gift racks. Well, people don't answer their doors during a pandemic. And, and restaurants are sort of unable to facilitate, to help out in the way that they traditionally do. Namely, because they're struggling on their own and and these parents were left with this fifty thousand dollar hole that they needed to fill, and so they decided, well, why don't we raffle off you know several things? Um, some of them were out of the ten things they raffled out, uh five of them were gone. now we're talking Dawson and Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, where there are many people that have I mean, there are many as many guns as there are cars. It's just a way of life, whether it's hunting, um, or target shooting or protection. So I would say in that order, guns are a part of life, um, in, in, in central Pennsylvania.
0: Absolutely. So
1: and,
0: Yeah. And so I and I love you you talked with David Ellis, who's the owner of uh DNJ Precision Custom Firearms and Ammunition. They were the ones that's supplying the uh firearms for the raffle. Uh, and he said, I love this, not only did he not have a single person call his store and complain or come to his store and complain, or even, you know, the, the easiest thing of all, just go on, uh, you know, Facebook and just, you know, type in, oh, I can't believe you're doing this. He said he didn't hear any of that, but he heard, no. he heard a lot of the opposite. He heard people saying, hey, thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks for showing your support for the team. Thanks for being there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's re- and, and it shows to... These are the traditions of this community. And, you know, you kind of often wonder wherever you live, most Americans, 8 out of 10 Americans live within four miles of the home that they grew up in. Um, Most Americans have a very emotional tie to place. And so that holds true for these parents at at this school. And and they were, um, this community is emotionally tied to each other. They want these kids to be successful. Friday night lights in in any part of the country are, are a very community oriented event, and it's not just parents of children on the team, but generations of people go to these games, and and they want to see the kids in the you know best equipment possible to make sure that they are safe on the field, and so they rally behind them. You know, so uh,
0: do you get the impression that that things like this are are more common uh, than the stories that that typically make the headlines where you've got, you know, let's say not to be many, but even a half dozen parents, uh, you know, complaining about something like this. And all of a sudden the school district steps in and says, well, you know, we're encouraging the booster club to rethink what it's doing. Is it is it more common, in your opinion, that that you know one person speaks up and says I don't like this, and the response from the community is okay, we appreciate your input, we're going to keep doing it? Um, how how I guess I don't know. Maybe the question is, you know, how much of these controversies or how many of these controversies are in fact generated by the media, either news media or social media, as opposed to truly being something that is controversial in any given community? Well,
1: I think you're on point. I think this happens every day in some form or the other. Uh, I think when it grabs attention is he is the having a slow day and it's like, oh, let's make fun of them gun people <laughs> and let's do a story about them putting guns in the hands of teenagers. I mean, there's going to be, you know, this or that. Uh, and, and, um, as often as the case, and you and I have co- covered these stories for years, it often backfires. I was uh, watching Giselle um, Fetterman. She is the wife of the Lieutenant Governor. She's the um, second lady of Pennsylvania. John Fetterman is also running for Senate in Pennsylvania and is in the Democrat um, uh, um, party, you know, looking for the nomination. And she starts attacking the kids and starts attacking the school and say, don't buy raffle tickets in the school. Then that was a extended by her, uh, I, I think Levi is probably 12 years old at this point. What was fascinating is there was maybe like three weeks. Three, three, like, did you not know what state you're in? It's Pennsylvania. Have you not seen the national trends in the past two years? More people own guns than are, have ever owned before more and more new gun owners, I'm telling your audience anything they don't know than there have ever been before. And the majority, these new gun owners are both women and, and, and black. Mm-hmm. So I think there's been a cultural shift on guns that people that live in a bubble, like, don't comprehend. They just, they, they don't understand it.
0: I, I think you're right. And I think the Democratic Party Look, I, I'm of the firm belief that I, I would love to see the right to keep and bear arms be a nonpartisan issue where members of both parties yeah. speak up and stand out uh, in support of the right to keep and bear arms. But, what's, uh, you know, that that's clearly not the case of the Democrat Party. What's fascinating with Fetterman is that, you know, when he first came on the political spotlight, when he was uh, mayor of what, what was the town in Pennsylvania? Where he was mayor. Braddock. Pennsylvania. Hey, Thank Braddock. you. He was sort of billed as like the left's version of a Tea Party activist, right? He's not anti-gun. Uh, in fact, he's a gun owner himself. Uh, but now... You know, he he still called for bans on, quote, unquote, assault weapons. Uh, he got into a little bit of trouble actually pulling a gun uh, on somebody, uh, although he is yeah. uh, wasn't arrested or charged. And he's tried to explain that away. But now it's to the point where, you know, less than 10 years after John Fetterman uh, uh, sort of became this, you know, national political figure because of what he was doing there in Braddock. He was willing to sort of buck that trend, you know, 8 years ago. Oh no, I I I'm, I'm I'm not anti-second amendment. I just believe in a few common sense things. Now, again, apparently his wife said, don't even buy raffle tickets. You know, it's it's now gun ownership itself that has become taboo, I think for the Democrat party overall, even as more individual Democrats, as you say, are actually embracing and exercising their second amendment rights. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely
1: right. I mean, he is a gun owner and and well one of the things that voters smell faster than a reporter ever does. Most don't live in the places that they cover. One of the first things a voter smells is inauthenticity, and so if you're going to be this one person, but then oh, I want to win a primary, I have to be someone else. Both voters smell that in the in the water, and and they traditionally don't respond very well to it.
0: Yeah. So do you think, I mean, is this an indication, I know we're still, you know, a little more than a year away from the midterms, but do you think the Second Amendment is going to be a, a key issue in that Pennsylvania Senate race next year?
1: Yeah, definitely. I actually think that all the sort of things that you and I were talking about in Virginia in, was that 2019, mm-hmm. 2020, I actually think that if the Republicans win, people are going to say it's Biden, it's partially Biden, but if it became that with that. Overreach is always turn a voter, that always turns a voter off.
0: I think you're right about that. Well, listen, let me know if you, uh, speaking of Virginia, if you're uh, coming down to the state to cover the election between now and November 3rd, because I'd love to see you.
1: I will be there, and I can't wait to see you.
0: Excellent. All right. Selena, again, I really appreciate the uh, the, the time today. Fantastic column at the Washington Examiner. We'll put a link up so folks can read it uh, for themselves, because we've really just kind of scratched the surface here. But uh, it is so good getting a chance to talk with you, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Thank you so much. I have a really cool story, too. If any of your listeners are, are fans of Meat Eater um, and John Grinella, Um I, I have the, um Honor and privilege of going out hunting and fishing with them in Montana. And it's just sort of one of my favorite stories I've ever written. And everybody can catch my stuff at selenazito.com.
0: Excellent. Selena Zito, I know we'll be talking again soon. Talk to you then. Appreciate Selena joining us on the program. Looking forward to uh, having her back again soon, maybe before Election Day, to talk about what's going on in the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia right now. Though, let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen Story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We will start there with a, a story out of Utah, where a uh, University of Utah football player, Aaron Lowe, shot and killed at a, a house party, and the uh, man arrested for the murder of Aaron Lowe should not have been on the streets, according to a previous victim. hmm hate it when that happens, but, uh, well, it's basically, you know, what we talk about during this segment each and every day. Uh, George Beckmazian says so it was almost two years ago that a uh, guy named Book Mowat Book, who was then 20 years old uh, and a teenager, held him at gunpoint during what was uh, supposed to be a uh, sale of a cell phone. You know, they had met online. Hey, I'm selling my phone. OK, I want to buy it. So they meet up. And then all of a sudden, instead of a transaction, it's a robbery. Uh Beck-Mazian said my daughter and I went out to buy a cell phone. He said, oh, of course, I wasn't going to let a 21 year old girl go by herself. So I went with her. So when they arrived at the uh, meeting, two men approached in hoodies uh, when they learned that McMazian and his daughter were the purchases, or purchasers, rather, that's when it turned into a robbery. He said, quote, uh, hey, I'm not effing around. Give me the money. And as I turned, I saw that he had a gun pointed right here next to my head, McMazian uh, noted. Said so he was still in the driver's seat of his car when the gun was pointed at his head. He said, look, we're not messing around. He's got a knife. So McMazian handed over the money. Two suspects took off running. McMazian said, as they ran off, you know, he said, I have a concealed carry permit, and I did. He said, I took a few shots at him, which, by the way, don't do that. Unless you're in fear of your life, and at that point as they're running away, it's probably going to be difficult to prove that you were in fear for your life at that particular moment in time. uh, You could end up facing charges. That was not the case for Mr. McMazian in this case. Instead, um, the uh, then 20-year-old... Uh, Buck Mowat Buck, who's now been charged with the Lowe's death, was arrested, charged with first degree aggravated felony robbery, first degree felony robbery, and other alleged crimes. And Beck said he thought that Buck would have gone to prison for a significant amount of time after what he considers to be a violent crime, but then he saw the news on Sunday and he said, I saw his name, Buck Buck. He said, I mean, that's not a common name. 22 years old. He said, "He did the math. He was 22 years ago. This is the same guy. And as KSL TV points out, court records show that Buck had been convicted in June of 2020 for that robbery, as well as a similar robbery that had been set up through an online ad. But by November of 2020, he was already back out in the streets because, according to court records, he was taken into custody as a fleeing passenger of a stolen car. Probable cause statement said that Buck was found with ammo in his pocket that matched the caliber of a stolen handgun found in the vehicle. Buck was charged with second-degree felony theft by receiving stolen property and possession of a dangerous weapon by a restricted person. But those charges were ultimately dismissed. And Buck pleaded guilty to a class, a misdemeanor account of failing to stop at the command of a law enforcement officer. Court records show that as the end of March, Buck was free on 36 months probation. So not only should this guy have gotten prison time for the armed robbery, and he didn't, he got months. Pay, if that, uh, when he was arrested in possession of ammunition that he is not allowed to possess as a prohibited person. Rather than take that case forward, either at the local level or refer it to the U.S. Attorney's Office, where Buck Buck could have faced five years in prison without the possibility of early release, they gave him another plea deal. And he was allowed to plead guilty to a misdemeanor charge, got another slap on the wrist. And here we are, less than two years later, less than a year later, because that was November of 2020 when he was arrested. So less than a year later. Buck Buck, now charged with shooting and killing a uh, University of Utah football player. And you know what? Uh, George McMazian's right. This guy should not have been out on the streets. And it was a failure of the criminal justice system that put him back there instead of behind bars. Today's Armed Citizens story from uh, Port Arthur, Texas, where the uh, local church's chicken was the uh, site of a potential armed robbery. But an armed citizen saved the lives of customers and employees by intervening, shooting and killing one of two of the robbery suspects there at this uh, church's chicken. This was uh, Friday night about 845. Both suspects, struck by the armed citizen, uh, fled the scene. Police say one died at a hospital located at a nearby apartment complex, was treated at the ER. Uh, Detectives interviewed and released the citizen who stayed on scene at churches. The case remains under investigation. The uh, local police chief says that uh, one of the suspects may be from Louisiana. They're also uh, investigating the possibility that the uh, pair connected to another robbery of another fast food restaurant there in uh, Port Arthur. Uh, But again, the uh, armed citizen acting in defense of himself, the other customers in the store, the employees, uh, and his uh, uh, quick thinking and fast action saved who knows how many lives potentially. Finally today, our good Samaritan, our uh, good deed of the day, and uh, in this case, the individuals who are in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to rescue a 97-year-old woman from her burning home. In fact, a, a New Hampshire man recovering after going into cardiac arrest after helping to save a woman from that burning home, and then a good Samaritan gave him CPR after also helping to rescue the elderly woman. That's amazing. Larlana Garvis is the one who uh, recorded the video. You see the uh, screen capture there. She said the windows were getting blown out from the flames. She drove by this house fire. She flagged down another driver. That person and a neighbor then kicked in the front door. Moments later, they run out. They've got the 97-year-old with them. Garvis said she was still there in her little living room chair, a little velour chair, just sitting there. She did have some burns. They managed to save the woman's dog as well. But the neighbor who helped rescue the woman... Then collapsed on the lawn. Nashville firefighter said he went into cardiac arrest. Uh, Garvis said, I realized my phone was still in my hand, so I just tossed my phone. I instantly started compressions. I didn't stop. I kept talking to him. I said, Listen, man, you saved her. You're not dying. And so she performed CPR until the paramedics arrived, put him in an ambulance. Good news is, according to uh, Garvis, the uh, neighbor is recovering. She talked to him over the weekend. He said, I don't remember it, but I love you for it. And he said, he did a number because I'm sore. Well, sore is better than dead. Uh, so, again, a, a huge thank you to the uh, neighbor and the driver who uh, rushed in, saved the life of that 97-year-old woman. And then, again, uh, you got to give a big kudos to Lariana Davis, who was in the right place at the right time, willing we able to do the right thing to save the life of the man who just saved a life. She said, everybody can be a hero every single day. You never really know what's going to happen to you. I was just driving home. And I happen to see it. Well, we're glad that you didn't just drive by, Ms. Garvis. And uh again, we thank you and this uh 97-year-old woman's neighbor for your very, very good deeds. That is gonna do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, don't forget to check out Bearingarms.com throughout the day for even more Second Amendment news and information. And uh we'll be back tomorrow. If you like what you see, by the way, you can also Uh, Become a VIP member at BearingArms.com. All you have to do is uh, use the promo code GUNS. You get 25% off of your VIP membership. We really do appreciate your support. It allows us to do things like bringing this program, let you know what's going on in the world of the right to keep and bear arms. And as our way of saying thanks, we want to give you some exclusive content like analysis, news stories that you won't find anywhere else. You get all that when you become a VIP member. And again, we really do appreciate your support. Until we talk again, be well. Be safe and be free.